0: hey guys what's going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff turnipole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio 513 baby this show and every show is brought to you by t properties t properties quality housing for quality people check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right. You found the show on YouTube. Do me a favor. Hit that like and subscribe button. I'm up to 510 subscribers. We'll past that 500 mark. Let's try to get to six. All right. Got some Bengals news. Jeff Hobson uh, is one of the most locked in Bengals beat writers around as far as knowing how the team is run and what's going on. So he did a little Q&A on bengals.com and I want to give you a couple excer- excerpts, excerpts from it. Geez, if I could talk. All right. First question I asked ask him, do you think the team is considerably upgraded from last year? Can they win seven to nine games? Certainly anything is possible with this lineup. The skill production's are locked and loaded. But getting 7 wins with a rookie QB and a weak offensive line and a revamped defense, they will need to figure out that unit or asset unit a lot. 7 wins is a great season. 8 would be magical. I think 5 is a bit underachieving and the sweet spot sweet spot would be 6. We'll see It's, it's a process and It's ongoing It takes some time But I would expect Even a bigger jump In 2021 See I'm I don't know I'm more optimistic I mean if I, if I do agree with him As far as the Offensive line Is weak Um, That kind of Scares me And that That brings me to uh, Lair Wolford Who I Think Would be a great Pickup For the Bengals To totally fix Their offensive line which kind of funny. That's the next question they asked him. Uh, all right. They said, would the Bengals be interested in Larry Wolford? He said, and This is Jeff Hobson. He said, first off, Larry Wolford is my friend, and of course they'd be interested. The Bengals could make the cat magic work, but it's not what the organization does. They haven't done it in the past. This is me talking. Maybe they'll do it now. It's what I think. Uh, it seems like they're set... Are pretty set in their current situation and their personnel at their O line. Unfortunately, when you have, when you know this organization, not to go out and make late free agent splashes, which is true. But one of they ever made any free agent spl- splashes, and we signed seven. I I understand what Jeff Hopson is saying. Um. I still think there's a good chance that the Bengals could because I think the Bengals, now it's all going in the next, unfortunately, 10 years. Mike Brown's going to want a upgraded stadium. I don't think he's going to want a brand new one, but he's going to want an upgraded one. So he needs his team to be good going, like really good going into these next 10 years to have a chance of us the fans paying taxes again to give him an upgraded stadium with a practice facility and everything. So, that's one of the reasons, I think, why all this stuff is happening with the Bengals. Now, getting back to Larry. I say here, what did they say? He said, Larry, Larry could cost a, a hefty price. And being guaranteed healthy, a healthy player, then sure, they pull the trigger. If that was the case, the Saints would have never released him for an unproven ruse. R-U-I-Z, ruse. I think that's how you say his name. The Bengals aren't going to get cap creative, so this won't happen. I, I hear what he's saying. Like I said, he's more locked in than I am. And in the past, I would say, yeah, there's no way that the Bengals are going to do this. But, man, I would be... I, because if, if they can get him... And put a right tackle that pretty much shores up your offense (laughs) offensive line. I'd be willing, even uh, depending on how injured he is, uh, because he said he he, you know they don't know he's healthy. Which right now nobody knows if anybody's healthy because you know we're well we're finally starting to be able to get to uh, things opening back up. So uh, if I were the Bengals, I would do my due diligence. I would go get them checked out. And if you can game for one year, two years, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, now, the difference for when the Bengals drafted Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, and went to five straight playoffs, our division was kind of down. I mean, the Steelers were still good, but the Ravens weren't that good, Browns were terrible, so it made it a lot easier. The problem with trying to do that, recapture that this time around, is the Steelers I'm not gonna say they're good because it all depends on Ben Roethlisberger and if he's the old Ben or if he's an old Ben, you know. So it depends on what he is. And the Browns, it, 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 they've got the talent. <laughs> I think they have a better coach. Um, we will see what happens on the field. They gotta get their head out of their asses to, you know, play good. But the biggest one is the Ravens. They have a very, very Well-coached team, very talented team, but Tennessee showed you how to beat them. So these are all things of why it's going to be harder to do what the Bengals did in 2000. I think it was 10 or 11, whenever Andy Dalton was drafted and A.J. Green was drafted and went to five straight playoffs. It's going to be harder to do it. But I'm not saying you can't do it. Now, that's why I think they go out and they get uh, Wolford. That would be, I think, a very smart and very... Good thing to do now. Next question I asked him is uh, his concerns on the tight ends. If we have enough talent, uh, he said no, there's not. We didn't see enough of sample, which we didn't, to make a call on him. Maybe he's better than what we think. We'll see. Uh, after his rookie season, but remember all those seasons when fans would clamor for a pass catching tight end? Yes, I do. He used to drive me nuts. (laughs) Well, we're back. Back at it again. Losing Eifert is going to hurt. Yes, losing Eifert is going to hurt. I would have liked to have seen them trying to sign him for one more year. But he said, I think you're going to see the Bengals go to more three and four wide receiver sets because that's the strength of the team now. Right, he's It's going to be hard to stop Green, Boyd, Higgins, and Tate. Yes, I. That's and get Burrow out there and spread them apart, pick them out. I yeah, I. That's the thing I'm very excited to see happen. I cannot wait to see that. Again, I like to have Wolford at right tackle, so you know we can uh, get our offense line solidified. Now, <laughs> all right. They ask. Um, <laughs> they ask Hobson, who's your starting right guard and tackle? <laughs> this this cracked me up i agree with him anyone not named bobby hart <laughs> amen brother amen <laughs> i think that fred uh, johnson will be day one starter at right tackle i think he earned that role in camp and holds onto it into the season right guard now this is i agree this is gonna be a battle because we got a lot of guys for that spot this I wish they would have gotten more guys for right tackle, but all right, right guard. It's going to be a battle between Surflow price and Sims. Now Hobson thinks Surflow ends up winning the battle. So expect to see him as a starter. So that's the part I agree. I think Surflow has got a leg up on him. Bobby Hart. Like dude, honestly, Bobby Hart just needs to be cut. (laughs) Sorry. They just need to get rid of him. And that's, the one issue I got with the Bengals in this offseason is they could have done a little bit more at right tackle. You know, that would have helped. That would have at least bring guys in for competition, you know. Bobby Hart, Bobby Hart is not the answer. Wolford would be great. Go sign him. At least try. See what happens. I mean, worst case, he's injured and he can't make the team, then cut him. I mean, I don't know. Now, what was the other thing here I thought was interesting from here? I think They talked about the Bengals getting a yeah indoor facility. Okay, I uh, see here. They asked uh, Jeff Hobson, Do you think the Bengals will show Joe, Joe Burrow they are serious about winning by building an in- indoor facility? Hobson said. This has been a point of contention over a decade now. Everyone thinks that you can just magically build one of these at a convenient location next to PBS. It doesn't work like that. I do think something happens in the next few years, though, whenever it ends up, because they'll need it for recruitment for free agents, yes, and an old stadium and a Feaster or and fan base. Well, the Feaster or Feaster fan and fan base, that's Mike Brown's fault. <laughs> I'm not having a, good, a uh, consistent wonder all the time. Um... Uh, Feature fan, fan base and other practice a fi- practice s- practice facility with a notorious cheap owner, not a great recipe to attract talent. In the past, that's me. I added in the past because Hobson goes uh, goes on to say this. I say that now. However, we did get Reader Bell and Waynes and a whole lot of Burrow hope this off season. It- I could be wrong on that, which I understand what he's saying. The practice facility would bring, would help people, and it would uh, help bring guys in, and it would help recruiting. But the Bengals, like I said, they signed, what, seven guys, six guys? They did pretty good on their own with what we have, which I think is pretty shocking, uh, to be honest, because we've never been able to, to do that. But now, see, the rumors that I've heard is that the Bengals bought uh, the old hilltop uh, concrete place next to the stadium because the city is building a new entertainment venue in part of their parking lot. You know, took over the some of the Bengals' parking lots. What I heard was that they're going to build a, another parking garage and then put the bubble and the practice facility on top of it over by where the hilltop concrete is. Now, that's just a rumor I heard. I have no idea. If it's true or not but that's the plan i'm 99 sure that the bengals bought hilltop because they were losing parking so to me that's a perfect spot to do it i i don't know if it's true but that's what i have heard all right now everybody's wondering about the bengals and signing joe mixon i got this story from bengals wire and it says all signs seem to be pointing at Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Mixon working out an extension this, this summer. While the Bengals still have a looming July 15th deadline hanging over the Agent Green situation, the director of player personnel, Duke Tobin, which is pretty much the GM, uh, is pretty clear with the recent comments that the ex- extension for Mixon is a priority. There is no more... Tra- transaction in the air. What? Transing. There's no more. Trans. I don't know what tran- t- trans in the air. Thanks to the report from ESPN's Jim Fowler. Say, we'll be in a few. Will be a big few months for running backs from 17 draft class. You got Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. They all have produced. And they're all talking to their teams about new deals. And he said, I'm told nothing is close at this time. Now, this is what the Bengals are saying. With Mixon, it's always come down to how much he'll demand. And prior reports has already said that the Bengals are ready for a holdout if one arises. The running back market has widely fluctuated (laughs) with seemingly recent Resets over the last two seasons with very, very names topping like Christian McCaffrey getting 15 million dollars. He ain't getting 15 million dollars. I can tell you that right now. And Melvin Gordon Gordon had to sell it, settle for eight million. I I think he's closer to I think he's I think he might be like 10 million is why I think. I mean he's better than Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon like I said he screwed up. He held out. And he came back and had a terrible year. So that's where I'm like... Like Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey. They are huge parts to their team. i not saying Mixon isn't. Mixon is a huge part to our team. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is the entire Carolina Panthers. I mean, I honestly think they're dumb for paying him that much money because they don't have anybody else. You might have been able to trade him and get some better players or get more players and get draft pick. I would have kind of went that way with them. Now, like I said, Melvin Gordon, he messed up. Uh, He probably could have got 10 to $12 million, uh if he had a good year, but he had a terrible year, so he got $8 million, which I mean, I'll take $8 million. I'm good with that. We're good. I'll, I'll take that. So anyway, I mean, it looks like the Bengals are talking to Mixon. They're getting close. And... I, like I said, I've said this before. I just really think, with the way the thing, the season, offseason is gone with the Bengals, I really do think they're going to get this done with mixing AJ Green. I don't know because if it were me, AJ is older. He hasn't played football in like a year and a half. Last well, two years, he barely played. It's awful hard to pay him top wide receiver money. When he hasn't even got on, been able to get on the field in the last year and a half, but if he's healthy and you have Joe uh, Joe Burrow, excuse me, Joe Freakin' Burrow, he's a great asset to have. So I, I don't, I wouldn't be. If, if for me, I've said this before, I would let him play out play on a franchise tag this year. And If he balls out and plays great, then you try to sign him. And if somebody else wants to give him a ridiculous amount of money, then. See, we can, uh, <laughs> we'll go draft another one. I mean, I love A.J. Green to death. I mean, I do, but he's 31 years old. You know, he's hasn't played in a year and a half. I mean, and the thing with, like I said, the mix. I want to keep mixing, but again, I don't want to get stuck with the money because running backs can go downhill so, so fast. So those are just, they're great players. I want to keep them. We just got to do it at the right price so we don't handcuff ourselves because I want to win Super Bowls, okay? I don't want to just go to playoff games. I want to win Super Bowls. I want to be locked in so we can move forward adding good young players around Joe Burrow and winning championships. That's where my head is on this. But anyway, what's yours? You can leave me a message down below. All right, got some UC news. Justin Williams of The Athletic tweeted out, UC's Taron Eason jumped jumped up 24 spots to 54th in the latest basketball rankings, this is helping boost the Bearcats' recruiting numbers to 39th ranked class in 2020. It's not bad for Brandon's uh, first full recruiting cycle. I mean, it, that's that's some pretty good stuff there. Um, I'm very excited to see what Brandon can bring and what kind of team, I have an idea in my head what kind of team he wants. I'm excited to see it. You know, let's get to the new, I don't say new style of basketball, but it's. I love the ball movement and flow and stuff, and that is my favorite kind of basketball. I hate it. That's why I hate the NBA. It's isolation, dribble, 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 shoot. That was Mick Cronin's offense for, you know, 90% of the time of his uh, 10 years or 13 years that he was here. From what I saw of last year, it's bald movement. It's adjusting. It's, you know, like Terry Nelson said, he'll get the guys in the right spot on the floor because he's done all the analytics. So I can't wait to see this year and next year's, you know, 2022's class. That's going to be really, really interesting. And I really do think that the Bearcats are definitely on the way up as far as our recruiting goes. And I, I think as Bearcat fans, we're going to... It's going to be more enjoyable because we're still going to have the defense, but we're going to have the offense to go with it, which we never really had with Mick. You know, we had it with Hugs, Well, Hugs for the first, you know, almost a whole decade of the 90s and a little bit to the 2000s. Then after that, he, for some reason, did recruit NBA players as well as he did before that. Now, I, I think that all stems from Kenyon Martin breaking his leg Kenny Martin doesn't break his leg We go at least to the final four Maybe win the whole thing That can help you in recruiting for the next 10 years You know But They went out in the second round again And that's where I think is The recruiting kind of went down for hugs um, And the Bearcats And we've never really Gotten back To that And I really think That Brandon With his type Of basketball And the type of coach that he is He's going to get more I won't say athletic Just more Uh offensively talented players to come to Cincinnati and shooters, which we haven't had shooters in a long time. So either way, it's going to be. You see football and basketball, our coaches are, I think, two of the best in the country. I think we are very, very well set at both those. Hopefully they don't leave anytime soon, and hopefully we'll get out of the AAC and get into a better conference. So anyway, as I always bring up, I got Facebook groups that I like to tell you about. Hope you guys can join them. We got Bengals Nation, Bearcat Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. As I said, at the beginning of the show, I'm up to 510 subscribers. You guys are awesome. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. And let's try to get this to 600 as fast as we can. If you listen to me on the podcast, do me a favor. Give me a five-star review, especially if you're on the Apple podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. And other than that, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Things are opening up. Like I said before, sports is coming back soon. I cannot wait. That's a sports baby. See you guys.